Hey, what's up? This is Robert Vargas from downtown LA, and you're listening to becomeaguitartoday.com with my man, Adam Roach. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 130. With my guest today, Tom England from the band Evergrey, all the way from Sweden. Now, once again, the opening track you are hearing is by Wolfgang Van Halen, his band Mammoth WVH, and the song's called You're To Blame. So if you haven't pre-ordered the album yet, stop the podcast now and go check it out. It's out on June 11th. I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic album. And thank you to my sponsors, Shred Guitar Works. Now, talking about Shred Guitar Works, I actually went and saw Michael, who owns Shred Guitar Works. He played in a Van Halen tribute band uh, last weekend. It was amazing. It's called Main Street, the story of Van Halen. And my other sponsor, Musician, Custom Guitar Picks. Now, before we go to the interview with Tom, let's have a listen to one of the singles that's out now called Eternal Nocturnal. So I thought, yeah, if we can talk about the, the new album, Escape of the Phoenix. So you tell us a bit about the, uh, how it all come about, this album. <laughs> like, like any other of the 12 we've done, we, yeah. we uh, you know, this is what we do. So, I mean, we had, it was scheduled to start in, in uh, we were scheduled to start in the studio in February last uh, year. And, and uh, for us, it was very lucky, considering the pandemic here in, in, in the, this part of the world. Uh, so for us, it didn't change much in terms of our process to to um, record and uh, and write the album. We were already set to do what we what we were supposed to do. So uh, if anything, it gave us more peace of mind. In, uh, we didn't have to travel in the midst of of, uh, of uh, the recording and writing process. So and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny, I've, a lot of people I've interviewed have said the same thing though about. Yeah, that's, I know it's a bad thing that's happened, but it has given more time to really hone in and get things perfect before releasing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah not, not have to rush. That's yeah, good. Yeah, it's really good. So you and, was it Jonas? Am I saying the name right? <laughs> the drummer? Yeah. yeah. So you guys wrote all the songs? Yeah. And I mean, writing songs is a, is, a, is a process. We go through different steps of this process. It starts with me writing on my own and Jonas writing on his own and the other guys also on their own and then we me and Jonas meet and go through our ideas since we mostly write the sort of biggest most part of the last albums so uh, and then we go through our ideas uh, to see where we you know what we don't want to play for the other guys because it's too bad or <laughs> too, too sucky or whatever <laughs> so and, and then uh, and then we meet everybody in the band and we play go through like 30 ideas of songs that we have and and then the five of us decides on what we should pursue. Mm. Then back into the studio at home, uh, and and 
And then we do it like that, back and forth, up until we have the, the sort of 10, 11, 12 songs that we know we're going to record, and then we prepare for that. So when you guys write together, do you actually just write the music and then concentrate on the lyrics later? I actually don't even write the uh, vocal melodies or anything. Okay. Uh, uh, I write all the music mm. and then I have, I mean, after going on 30 years doing albums now, it's like, I know what I can make a good verse upon, you know, and yep. I know where, where, where I can. So I have these hook lines in my head. I have some lyrics in my phone and, a sort of loose idea of what I what I want to write and sing about, and and uh, and then I just uh, sort of build, start building a, an an eagerness and, and an excitement for starting on the vocals. Yeah. And then I do that like the last four weeks before the album is done. I write them simultaneously as as uh, as the other guys are in the studio recording drums and bass. I'm not involved in that anymore. I okay. spend that writing my vocals. Oh, well. Wow. So when, when you're writing your songs, uh, the, the riffs and everything, do you have uh, Jonas with you or are you just writing it by yourself? I start writing on my own and then we start playing our stuff back and forth and then I, I play, you know, the, the guitar stuff that he wrote on, because he's also a good guitar player, but, mm. but he's not a guitar player. So, yep. you know, it, it's different. Uh, so I play them in the way that I would play the riffs and the same goes for Henrik and and, you know, it's, just, it's a lot of back and forth and yeah. we sit together and we create stuff. But mostly we create stuff away from each other and then we meet and we sort of refine and, and make make the stuff yeah. perfect, I would say. Yeah. There was one that really stood out to me in where August Morn, mm-hmm. where I think it's a pre-chorus, where you're, you're doing this riff, but you're singing over the it top. It, 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 yeah. 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 But you're actually singing over the top thinking, oh, that looks pretty tricky. I haven't tried it yet. It's just a fake in the video. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and that's funny because that song is is originally based on Jonas' ideas, but I wrote that guitar part. Yep. That wasn't there, so I stepped in and doing that, lighting it up a bit. So, yeah, that will be a challenge, like, <laughs> I guess. At the same time, it's not that complicated. It's just fingering that. It, I mean, positions of the fingers that is somewhat complicated. Yeah. So it's, it's not like how, how I played in the video. Okay. <laughs> it's much more difficult. Yeah, yeah. Well, it looks good anyway. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Everything is spirits, right? Yeah, yeah. It came from nothingness. I never got a chance to flee. Never saw it coming and just it to leave me be. I was safe in freedom. From safe to hold But have you ever done that though? Have you ever wrote something and you thought, oh, how am I going to do this live? Yeah, many, many things. And many things, that's also one of the dynamic things for everybody, being two guitar players. Mm. I can't step away, don't play a verse, and then have a bigger impact on a chorus. And, and, and uh, so that happens quite often. The Beholder, which again, a great song, and what a collaboration with James. It's amazing. And you guys yeah. harmonize so well together. Yeah, I mean, this is just one of those lovely things where I got to 
write music and the lyrics and melodies for for a person that I've looked up to since I started Evergreen. Yeah. I started Evergreen because of Dream Theater, basically. Yeah. And then, you know, through the years we, we met and we toured together and I wouldn't say we're friends, but we're friendly colleagues for sure. And, and James is a gentleman and a, such a nice guy. And, and I approached him with his idea and, and he just wanted to hear the song. And, and then he said, yes, yeah. it was... Uh, Easy as that, actually. Yeah. yeah and that, the result is amazing. It is. I mean, it's, it sounds like, uh, fits like a glove. <laughs> it does. Like I was saying, like when the harmonies just work out perfect. So, so did he just pretty much just sing his parts and you just harmonize over that? Or did you sing him? I wrote, I wrote all of the parts, okay. both for me and him. And, but I, then I let him sing it and then I adapted my rhythmics. I mean, he basically stayed on, on track. Yeah, yeah. To what I had written. I mean, I know his voice like my own voice, basically, because I've heard it for so many years. So, and he also loved what I wrote for him. So yeah. for him, it wasn't an effort to do it at all. It's not about any technicalities. It's just I wrote it in, in the range of his, where I feel his voice sounds amazing, mm. and then I just adapt my rhythms to fit his a bit more. And then the other one you have out, the film clip, is the, uh, the Eternal Nocturnal. Mm-hmm. And another great song. Yeah. Now, did I hear it in another interview? Was that one of the first songs you wrote for the album? No, actually, the first song I wrote for the album was uh, the first song I wrote was In the Absence of Sun. Okay. Which is a piano-based mm. start. Uh, and the first song that Jonas wrote was uh, Forever Outsider. So the first song that came out. So yep. uh, yeah, the other one that really stood out to me was track number ten, uh, "Leaving Saint." Yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, one of those songs that aren't that typical formula of a verse, bridge, chorus. It's a yeah, it's an interesting song. It's mm. uh, it's one of the songs that I also already see that people are liking the most, which is very cool since it's one of the most complicated songs in that sense so you know it's not that most direct but i guess the chorus is very direct but other than that yeah hopefully it's the next single (laughs) Uh, no more more singles now with this album we're done four now so it's i guess it's uh it's it's the end of it now i want to start writing the next album so yeah that's right So who did the, the mix for this album? Mix is done by Jacob Hansen. It's the same guy who did our last... Um, this is the fourth album we do with him. I mean, he's, he's one of those... One is one of the loveliest guys in the world, but he's also have, he also has a musical knowledge. Uh, and he also has, I mean, of course, a sonic perspective of things that is... He's so talented. And he's also been an Evergrey fan for many more years than he, than he has mixed us. Okay. So, he also knows our history, and, yep. and now he's part of our sort of creative family where we where we create music together. And it's just a bliss to to have him. He's I think he's one of the most talented mixers in the world, to be honest. Yeah, it's just the mix is perfect. You can hear everything. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, which is a good thing to have. 
Yeah, it's nice when you put, you know, a lot of effort into be good players at our instruments and that that it gets to be heard. You know? Yeah, that's now talking about the other guitar, uh, so Henrik, so when you write the parts, do you actually write both parts or does he come up with what he's going to do? Yeah, I write, any any person who writes a song writes both parts and also records both, both oh, really? parts in the studio. Ah. Uh, so for this album I wrote most of the songs, so I recorded most of the rhythm guitars, but Henrik did, I think, three or four of Jonas's songs get the workload up me as well, you know. Uh, so yeah, so, I mean, for some, of course, when we play harmonies, uh, yep. uh, we, we, of course, play our own parts, but uh, not as far as the Now, notice was, I think it was a, nearly a year ago now, where you were talking, on one of your videos on your uh, YouTube channel, you were t- talking about using the wah pedal and the tremolo, which you hadn't really done much of before, but I noticed you have done some on this album. Yeah, well, I, I've done it before, but I'm not I'm like I view guitar playing as an instrument for me. It's not I'm not that guitar nerdy. Henrik is like one million guitars and one million pedals and one million this and that. And and for me, it's a it's a it's a instrument that allows me to create what I have inside. Yep. Guitar playing is very much like that for me. I think playing with a Y and the, and the whammy bar is for me is like. The closest thing I get to singing without singing. Yeah. And I think, and that's how I view guitar. I need to have, I need for it to say something. If it doesn't, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> don't play just because you want to play. I don't care. Yeah. I, I need to speak with the with the notes, and and that's what I'm trying to accomplish. And uh, yeah, I, I I love that exploring perspective, and and that I still after 35 years of playing still haven't mastered anything the more i learn the the more i know how little i know (laughs) but i mean what you were just saying then about your playing it's true like it's um like the the solo you got on the film clip external external was it where you do the first (laughs) solo then henry does the second but your solo is very melodic you know you can actually hear like it sounds like someone singing but it's a guitar Mm. yeah i mean i love that part i also like when we trade-off solos like that and you can really distinct the difference in between a playing yeah. and I mean Henrik a much better guitar playing in terms of uh, knowing the guitar inside out as I said I have my limits but I also I think my talent as far as guitar playing goes is, is that I know my limits mm, yeah. and I stretch that a little bit in order to sort of get better yeah but but I think it works really well, though. Like you're both you're playing together. You know, it's because sometimes you might. I don't nothing bad about these big shredders, but you know, sometimes yeah. it's just too much you know, in the one song. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so it's good having that balance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's what it's all. I mean, I, I uh, my 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 key influence for guitar playing, or at least the one I'm looking after the most, is David Gilmour. So mm. it's like. It's him and Ingrid Malmsteen, so that's a weird mix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, actually, I was going to ask you about that, your, your influences. So, yeah, so David Gilmore. Yeah. yeah, and I started playing because of uh, Mark Knopfler. So, uh, okay. uh, three weird, I mean, and then it's all of these Swedish guys, Europe, Jan Norum and Key Marcello. And, yeah. And then I appreciate guitar playing like Paul Gilbert, I love him a lot, and Richie Coxon. 
but one of the most underrated guitar players. Actually, I saw that he made an album with Richie Kotzer, Adrian, Adrian Smith. Yes, I it's saw like, that. He's my key influence. How many solos can you remember that he wrote? All of them. You exactly. can sing every note of every yeah. guitar solo he made. That's a fucking... Exactly. Yeah, I haven't heard the album yet, but I'm um, looking forward to that one. I don't, I don't know if I even want to hear it, because maybe it ruins my my view on him and of Richie Kotz and both at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a... it's, of course it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's a, weird, it's a very unpredictable combo, to be honest. I didn't... How did that come about? That, it's like weird. It is, yeah, very. <laughs> I want to ask you about your your songs that you're doing as well, because I know you're doing a lot of other song vocals and other people's songs. I heard one was it the band is it Devorian? The song was called Alone, where you did mm -hmm. the vocals on there. Yeah, last year I did a lot of vocals. I offered my services to to anyone who wanted, because of the pandemic, of course. Yeah, yeah. You have to bring some money in, mm -hmm. and uh, and at the same time it gets my fans to have me other music, like I had. Uh, James Dobrin on my music, you know, it's like, yeah. and it's wonderful to be able to stretch my branches out in in directions I would never have reached it otherwise, you know, it's like, uh, so I do that. Mm. Last year I did, I mean, I did the Silent Skies album, which is also a band, I mean, uh, where I make music, like more score music, piano based, and, and okay. it's called Silent Skies, that, I want, that album I released in December. Mm. And I'm also an American band called Redemption who also released the live album last year, yeah. and then I did the Evergreen album, and then I did 35 other guys' music, <laughs> and the Dvorian album. And yep. So last year was the most productive year I've had in my life. Yeah. And I'm still doing it. I'm actually doing a new song with him right now, this Dvorian album. Oh, really? Adam. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So is it the ones you did, because that's the only one I've heard, was it other styles as well, or was it mainly the, the rock style? I mean, I don't know what style it is. He's just a guy who who, uh, who likes to write music, and, uh, and he's an Evergreen fan, and and uh, and uh, I guess he got a lot of money. <laughs> no, but uh, it's great because there's something in his music that is so that is so uh, delicate, mm. and. He's not a professional musician, yep. and in that sense, that also sort of scales away all the bullshit from the music, because he knows his limits and he writes music in that way. And I try to help him produce the songs and, okay. and uh, write vocals and melodies on them. Hmm. So you're still doing some other songs as well for people? Yeah, all the time. That's that's what I do in between now. Yeah. And I'm and then I also write music for TV games and for oh, really? other or other artists and, and uh, yeah, so as much as possible. So do you play I know you got the piano behind you there, do you play piano as well? I wouldn't say I play piano because that no. No I compose a <laughs> piano. I mean it's playing piano in comparison to, to guitar is cheating, I say, because you can hit any note and it will sound good, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, guitar you have to produce the notes, you know. So in that essence, I would say guitar playing is way more difficult for starters, at least. Yep. So it's a long stretch before you get to hear the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Whereas you can play, as long as you learn the fingering on a piano, you can play the chord and it sounds like the chord, you know? Yeah, yeah. That took 
five years to be on a guitar, I think. <laughs> Playing House of the Rising Sun, you know? Yeah. So the, the songs on this album that do have you know, a bit of piano in there, did you do that on piano or on the guitar then? I wrote the In the Absence of Sun piano in the start of that. I wrote all of that on piano. Like, uh, and then and then he plays it way better, of course, than I do. So I'm not <laughs> a piano player. But uh, me and Jonas do, do most, we write most of the synths as well. So And then, then we just happen to have guys who, who can give their perspective add their quality of the play and uh, and also their know-how and the knowledge of the, you know the build-up i mean the most i think what i get the most from the other guys in the band is one they're playing but also their perspective of what a song should sound before we take before we bring our music to them it's just jonas and tom's music yep. and then we be the five of us and then it becomes evergreen you know So it's been released, what, 26th, wasn't it, of February? Friday, yeah. Yeah, so how's it all been going so far? Amazing. Yep. Insane. So, uh, I don't think I've ever seen a, such a strong reaction ever if you were in Alvin Lars, which oh, is right. uh, amazing. So, yeah, we're, really we're hoping for the best. Thank you very much again, and I you know, wish you guys all the best for your, the album. It's, like I said, it's an amazing album. Everyone's going to love thank it. You so much. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for having me, and uh, have, a, have a great night. Yeah, yeah thank you, Tom. No worries. All right. All right, see you then. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.